Okay, we're ready to pick up again on uh, our discussion of intracellular membranes, uh, organelles, and vesicular traffic. Uh, now, we didn't really talk about this last time, but it should be implied in what we were saying and what you've learned from biochemistry. If we look at protein traffic in eukaryotic cells, we can talk about typical secretory proteins. And this would be most extracellular proteins. These would be synthesized on membrane-bound ribosomes that contain the signal sequence or signal patches. This would go from ER into the Golgi to through the secretory vesicle pathway. We could talk about membrane-bound proteins. These could be proteins that are on the plasma membrane. And I'm going to talk about a membrane flow family of organelles here. That would be membranes like the ER, the Golgi, endosomes, secretory vesicles, the plasma membrane, lysosomes. All of these membrane compartments are in the membrane flow family of organelles. The proteins are initially synthesized on the rough ER. They contain, of course, start, stop transfer signals. The proteins go from the rough ER through the Golgi, where they'll be modified, and then can be routed by vesicular traffic to other areas in the cell. We also talk about organelle-specific proteins that are not synthesized on the ER, and they don't go ER-Golgi vesicle pathway. These would translocate across the organelle membranes by signal sequences. This would be what might occur in mitochondria or peroxisomes, or if you were a prokaryotic cell and you were synthesizing a protein that had to get outside of the cell. Same type of thing with these post-translational translocation machinery things that we alluded to last time. Obviously, cytosolic proteins in eukaryotic cells are synthesized on free polyribosomes. And there are some rare atypical types of secretion that can account for how some extracellular proteins in eukaryotes might get outside the cell. This might involve translocation directly across the plasma membrane, so there's no vesicle movement. The signal mechanisms are not very well understood, but probably involve transporters that are homologous to the bacterial SEC-A complexes that we alluded to. Things like interleukins and cytokines might actually get excreted this way. Now, I want to talk about N-linked glycosylation of proteins. This is something that occurs in the ER. Here is an example of a protein and it's going to be glycosylated in the ER. And N-linked glycosylation occurs on proteins that are synthesized in the ER. And it occurs wherever there is an aspartagene any amino acid serine or an aspartagene any amino acid threonine residue. And what happens is you're adding sugars to the protein. And there's a core region of sugars that's highlighted like this in this light gray T structure, if you want. This core region consists of two N-acetylglucosamines and three mannose residues. Th this core region is found in every protein that's glycosylated in an N-linked manner. And sugars are added on block all at one time. As I said, anytime you see the amino acid sequence of aspartagene 
any amino acid, aspartogene X serine or aspartogene X threonine. Anytime you see a sequence like that, these sugars are added. Now it turns out that there are 14 sugars. This core of five sugars, N-acetylglucosamine, N-acetylglucosamine, mannose, 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 and then these mannose, 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 glucose, glucose, glucose. All of these are added on block, all at the same time, any time a sequence like this is encountered in the protein, and it's they're added as the protein is translocating across the ER membrane. Once the protein is in the lumen of the ER membrane, it's going to go to the Golgi, and there can be addition or removal of sugars in the ER and in the Golgi. But initially, the glycoprotein has these 14 sugars added all at one time as the protein is translocating across the ER. And as I said, these sugars will be can be added to, trimmed off, but these five sugars are going to be on every glycosylated protein. So as soon as the polypeptide chain enters the lumen of the ER, it is glycosylated on the target aspartogene residue. So it's targeted, the aspartogene residue is the one that gets the sugars added, and so it's any time you see that sequence, aspartogene, X-threonine or aspartogene X-serine. Anytime that's encountered, the aspartogene residue is going to be glycosylated. These sugars are added all at one time. They're transferred from a dolacol molecule onto that aspartogene residue. This transfer is a rather interesting process. Oligosaccharide that's going to be transferred to the protein is assembled one sugar residue at a time on a Caryodolacol lipid molecule. What happens on the cytosolic side of the ER membrane, the dolacol is phosphorylated, so costs some ATP, and then two moles of N-acetylglucosamine are added to that phosphorylated dolacol, and then five moles of mannose are added to that dolacol molecule. Now something very interesting. Look at this. You've got a phospholipid with a sugar residue pointing into the cytosol. Remember we said in an earlier presentation that this does not usually occur. Sugar molecules like to point away from the cytosol. Remember we also said that phospholipid molecules can flip in the plane of a lipid bilayer. This is an indication where this glycosylated dolacol molecule, which transiently has the sugars pointing into the cytosol, will flip into the e in the ER so that the sugar molecules will go from the cytosol where they're pointing, and now as the whole thing flips, it, they will point into the luminal side away from the cytosol. Concurrently with as that molecule flips, additional dolacol molecules, uh, phosphorylated and mannose is added to them, and then glucose is added to them, and these are transferred onto the dolacol 
uh, that had the mannoses and, and acetylglucosamines added. So you get the additional sugar residues added on the luminal face of the ER. So, what have I just said? Assembly begins on the cytosolic side of the ER membrane. This is a transitory exception to the rule where carbohydrates point away from the cytosol. Assembly continues on the luminal side of the ER membrane because of the flip-flop of this dolacol molecule. Another point, lipid biosynthesis occurs on the cytosolic face of the ER membrane. This just showing schematically some lipid biosynthesis. The enzymes that are involved in lipid biosynthesis are on the cytosolic side of the ER membrane. And here just showing, for example, the synthesis of choline on the cytosolic side of the ER membrane. Phospholipids have to flip in the ER membrane because the ER membrane is going to exhibit a symmetrical distribution of phospholipids. You can see that the ER membrane is going to have a symmetrical distribution of phospholipids, but as they're synthesized, the phospholipids are only on the cytosolic side of the membrane. So there has to be a scramblease type of mechanism that's going to flip phospholipid molecules in the ER membrane so the ER membrane will be symmetric with respect to ultimate phospholipid distribution. Now the trick is if the ER membrane is symmetric how does the plasma membrane get to be asymmetric? Well, there's got to be flipases in the plasma membrane that are going to flip some of the phospholipids so that you get the asymmetric distribution in the plasma membrane. Because remember, if you look at the plasma membrane, the monolayers have distinctly different phospholipid concentrations. There's characteristically two in one face and two in another face. That is clearly different than what occurs in the ER membrane. Remember the asymmetric distribution of the phospholipids and the glycolipids in the, in the plasma membrane.